Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. <clears throat> now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders. And yesterday was an eventful day for the Commanders. Began bright and early. Ron Rivera was fired. I want to say it happened stuff around 9 a.m. And then news came in that the Commanders have hired Bob Myers and Rick Spielman to uh, come together to create a committee to find the next head of football operations and the next head coach. And Josh Harris took the stage for a press conference, and we aired that live here on 910 The Fan, and here was the opening statement from your lead of ownership, Josh Harris. I think as you all have heard, we uh, decided to uh, part ways with Ron Rivera. And that was it. That was it. And then... Uh, well, they, it, I, I cut out like 30 seconds of him saying, uh... Yeah. He did a lot of that. He did a lot of that. But I will say, I, I was impressed with him speaking. Like, I, I didn't expect oh, yeah. him to uh, not say uh and stuff because he's asking... People are asking him random questions and he's like thinking in the back of my mind, hey, I can't just like, you know, release everything. Yeah, and he got he got better. I don't, it was just the opening. Yeah. It was like mostly us. Yeah. But he, he was a good press conference guy. I thought so too. And we'll be breaking down some of the questions that were asked uh, throughout the show. But I, I did want to mention that I am happy that Ron Rivera was fired, but there are so many unknowns. And that's why I guess maybe I wasn't as energetic about the firing yesterday. But I'll give you my thoughts right now as we're 24 hours removed from Ron Rivera losing his job in Ashburn on the Richmond Commander. It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready for some- The phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander. So, Stubb, so much was going on yesterday. And I guess we all knew it was happening. We all knew it was coming. It wasn't really breaking news that Ron Rivera was fired. But I think what halted my celebrations was the amount of questions... Of the unknown, right? Who replaces Ron? Do they hire a GM and a coach? Do they get one guy to do it? Are we going to draft the quarterback? So many questions, so much unknown, but here I am sitting back in the studio 24 hours later, and I can realize that this is a lot. This is a lot for Commanders fans to understand. There's so much going on, but it's all good, right? It's very good it is news. All good. We are going to interview the best names in football. We have put together an all-star group to find the guy, to find the next head of football operations, and to find the next Washington Commanders head coach. There are some guys on the roster right now that I do think are building blocks moving forward. I would not trade Jonathan Allen. I would re-sign Cameron Curl on the defensive side of the ball. On offense, I'm still keeping Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, and I guess Sam Cosme, uh, on the offensive line. There are a few building blocks. Oh, yeah, Brian Robinson Jr. as well, obviously. But besides that, this new group that's being put together here to find the next head of football operations, that guy then will need to replace most of the roster. But I think the breaking news yesterday that did shock me was the fact that Washington hired Bob Myers to be an advisor to Josh Harris. He's one of the biggest names in sports right now after being the architect of the Golden State Warriors dynasty in the NBA. Bob Myers said in a statement, quote, I've been fortunate to know Josh Harris for many years, and his commitment to building championship-caliber teams 
is what drew me here. In my experience, championship infrastructure begins with a strong ownership group that prioritizes culture and invests in attracting the industry's most talented and innovative leaders. In speaking with Josh and his team, it's clear they will do everything it takes to build a world-class organization, one that can win on the field and make a positive mark in the DMV community. This is the type of opportunity that really inspires me, and I look forward to contributing to the next chapter of this storied franchise. It gets me so fired up. It gets me so fired up, Stubb. I really like this guy, Bob Myers. I've been a Bob Myers guy for a while. In fact, I wanted him in Washington with the Wizards. I love that he's so into this position because everyone knew he was a big name. He was floated around to be a new GM in L.A. with the Lakers or uh, in Toronto. A few big you know, uh, NBA franchises had reached out to him. He stepped down as the Warriors GM and moved over to ESPN, commentating on the NBA, probably for a seven-figure paycheck. Yeah. But it was I think it was obvious to me that he wanted to get back into what he's good at, which is being a people person and finding the right guys to develop a franchise. He's into this position. He wants to be successful at this job. You heard his quotes there. He's fired up. I'm fired up. We got the biggest name in dynasty development, not named Bill Belichick, and the commanders got him. Yes, it's cross sports, but he's not alone. We're putting together an A-team. I'm calling it the Commander's Jedi Council. (laughs) The Commander's Jedi Council. It's led by Magic Johnson, right? He's in ownership. He's going to have a big voice in this group. Plus, anytime Magic speaks, people listen. He's your Mace Windu. You've got Blitzer, part of the Harris Blitzer group. He's in ownership. He's going to be out there. Spielman, who they hired, he's their experienced guy. He's their football operations guy. He's been an executive the year before. I kind of think he's like Qui-Gon Jinn, right? He's your veteran Jedi. This is the Jedi Council that they're putting together here to find the new head of football operations. Bob Myers is Yoda. Bob Myers is the seer, right? Just... (laughs) I mean, that, I don't know. Maybe I was drinking last night watching the game, but I came up with this Jedi Council idea because that's what it looks like to me. It looks like Josh Harris has hired the best people to get together in a room and discover the next Skywalker. And that's what we're looking for. <laughs> the next head of football operations and the next head coach. This committee that they're putting together, this Jedi Council, I have the utmost faith in them. And you think about it, right? So you got magic. Magic knows everybody, right? That's all of a sudden you're going to be walking into doors that you didn't think was possible. You're going to be interviewing people you didn't think was possible. Bob Myers is all about relationships. They're going to interview Adam Peters. How did they land that? He's one of the hottest GM, uh, future GMs in the NFL right now. He went to high school and college with Bob Myers. They put Spielman in this group. Spielman drafted Adrian Peterson, Percy Harvin, a bunch of... Um, Great defensive players for the Vikings. He is your players guy, right? He knows what it takes to win. I mean, this group that they've put together, I think is really impressive. And I'm excited because we've already heard they're going to sit down and do interviews with about 15 guys over the next few weeks. Stub, we were doing it yesterday on the show. The list just keeps growing. It's insane. The, right? This team that has been assembled and the names they are getting, it, it's crazy. It's the Jedi Council. Ben Johnson, the OC in Detroit, the hottest offensive coordinator in football right now, will 
be interviewed by the commanders. Aaron Glenn, the DC in Detroit. Harbaugh, we, he just won a national title with Michigan. He's going to speak with the Jedi Council. Raheem Morris, the DC in LA. Anthony Weaver, assistant head coach in Baltimore. Mike McDonald, the DC with the Ravens. Ian Cunningham, one of the hottest eight, uh, assistant GMs in football. Glenn Cook, done a good job with the Cleveland franchise. Mike Borgonzi, the assistant GM in Kansas City, won two Super Bowls. We are putting together an ultimate list. They are going to leave no stern un stone unturned. There's no way we could possibly be this bad again. Right. Right. Like it seems Not like it would group. it would be a miracle. Even if for we them don't hire this. some of these guys, they're going to interview them, and the interview is going to be a formal discussion of what Ron Rivera did wrong. I mean, that's what it's going to be. And that's why I'm so fired up for this Jedi Council. We have to find the chosen one, Anakin. We're looking for you. I just, I'm, I'm really fired up for Bob Myers, though. Like, I, I can't get enough about this. This is a guy here that is being talked about in all sports, right? As a guy that can build a winning organization, and he had so much success with that Warriors team. And the Warriors are still good, uh, even without him. So I am just, I'm so excited for the amount of people that they're interviewing, the talent level of people that they're interviewing. It just feels like they can't screw this up. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open. 833-804-0910. Let's go back to the phone lines. We've got our buddy Coach in Richmond. What's up, Coach? You're on the fan. What's up, Dave? How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I was listening to you. You're all excited and getting all worked up and stuff, man. It sounds like last season or the beginning of this season. Yeah, but the difference is that Dan Snyder's not the owner. Josh Harris is the owner. And I trust the process, Coach. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, man, I understand. I, I trust the process, too, man. You know, I'm a Raiders fan, man. I, I've been in that same position the last couple of years myself. Yep, yep. Uh, so, of all the hot name coaches out there, who do you like the most? I like the guy that they go overlook for the Raiders, uh, Antonio Pierce. Yep. You know, he gonna end up. We gonna we gonna fumble the ball, and we ain't gonna pick him up. We gonna go and get somebody else. I know, coach. I was actually I was talking to some people about that last night. Don't be surprised if Antonio Pierce becomes the next defensive coordinator in New York with the Giants. And the New York Jazz is exactly what I was going to say because I heard there's some moments he's been offered that job. Yep. And if I was him, if I was him, I would take that job ASAP. If I was overlooked for the Raiders job and y'all didn't appreciate the job I already did, then I don't need to be with y'all. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he but, really uh, did turn around that Raiders team this year. Uh, the number two pick, y'all got the number two pick. I think y'all need to make y'all. If y'all really want Caleb Williams, y'all got to get to that number one. Yeah, you know, and uh, you got to work something out with one of these other. I think the Bears, you got the Bears got the number one pick. I think I heard uh, Phillips MP say earlier, number one and and Allen would be a good look. That sounds like a great trade right there. I yeah. don't know if the Bears would be interested in that, but I will at least offer. Yeah, you coach, good call, man. You you're right. You got to try to get up to number 1 to get Caleb Williams because whether or not Caleb ends up here in Washington, I need everybody in Richmond to know that when Caleb Williams is a pro bowler and a star in this league, a household name, 
that Awad was championing him first. Stub. I'm all in on Caleb Williams. I put were my career first? as an NFL I, I evaluator on the line. You keep saying you were first to say Caleb Williams. Yes. Were you? Oh, my, I've been following <laughs> Caleb since he okay. was in high school. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, do you did not hear the story? His father got in touch with me because I was a big-time videographer in D.C. Mm-hmm. I was filming high school sports. Right. All right? Got in touch with me, and he said, Awad. You know, he didn't call me Awad. He said, Adam, <laughs> I heard you're a good videographer. We want to do a video of Caleb telling everyone that he's choosing Oklahoma, but we want him to represent D.C. So we want to film it on one of the national monuments. And they wanted a drone video. I mean, I was like, dude, I don't know what your budget is, but I'm going to have to buy a drone. I don't have a drone. (laughs) They ended up getting ESPN to do the video. But Mm -hmm. because I was doing, this was right in the middle of COVID, I did three Zooms with Caleb and his father. And obviously, because I got to meet him, I liked him. Uh But it wasn't because I got to meet him. It was because I thought I was getting the gig, so I did hours of research watching film on him in high school and grabbing B-roll, and I said, this kid is unbelievable. People are sleeping on his athletic ability. Like, he, you know how people say, like, Michael Jordan and LeBron, it's just like beautiful to watch them mm-hmm. work, right? It's like art, poetry in motion, the way they fly through the field, fly through the air. The way Caleb runs around the field as a football player is like Jordan to me almost. Like he's like a Jerry Rice, Michael Vick type. Like he is going to take over this league with these Patrick Mahomes type uh, type throws where he's on the run, where it's no look, where it's sidearm, where he fits it into a small window. If you get him with a creative offensive mind, he's going to be a stud in this league. And I think the only way he fails is if he ends up with the worst organization in football, which might end up being the Commanders, unfortunately. But I want Caleb here in Washington, and wherever he goes, just know that I told you so. All right, no, I'll allow it. <laughs> I don't I'll say that very often, but I, I just a lot of people have been clowning on Caleb, calling him a crybaby. Mahomes they didn't like cries that he, on the right, sidelines. They didn't like, like that he painted his real. fingernails. Uh, that news, doesn't matter. A lot of Gen Zers paint yeah, their fingernails, yeah. right? It's pretty they do normal. it. Yeah. Like, no one cares. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Nobody cares. He's going to be a star. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. So the NFL wild card weekend begins Saturday. Two games Saturday, three games Sunday, and then closing it out with Monday Night Football. We'll preview the matchups and go around the NFL right now with the biggest stories in the National Football League here on NFL Hits. Every regular season matchup, every head coach on the hot seat, the hit stories in the NFL. NFL Hits on A1 Radio. All right, so we went through this earlier. Right now, the playoff odds are out for all 14 teams to win the Super Bowl. Top two are the San Francisco 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens. That's the obvious one. But three and four are interesting because it's the Buffalo Bills and the Dallas Cowboys. And I think you could argue that both those teams could have their season ended this weekend. Right, Stubb? I mean, I could see a lot of upsets. So, uh, you know, you guys know the bit. We give out three star games, two star games, one star, and snooze fest. There will be no snooze fest. Because it is yeah. Wild Card Weekend. <laughs> so we start with Saturday, 4.30 on NBC. The Browns against the Texans. That's a two-star game for me. Uh, I'm wacky for Flacky. 
Uh, it's on the road in Houston. Uh, it's the return game for Deshaun Watson after he left Texas with a bunch of controversy. Now he returns, but he will not play quarterback for Cleveland. 8 p.m., Dolphins, Chiefs. I think that's your three-star game. Yeah, right. like that's a hard one. to. That's why they put it on Peacock. If you can even watch it. That's why they put it on <laughs> Peacock. It is. And so we wanted to get to this Taylor Swift controversy, right? So there's been plenty of buzz concerning this year's decision by the NFL to feature a playoff game that's exclusively on the streaming network known as Peacock. Peacock. Uh, many fans are pissed. Now, I'm pissed too because... With it being on a streaming service, you're locked in. You can't change the channel. You can't channel surf. But I have Peacock because I watch soccer on there and The Office and all that BS. I mean, is the do they have any other good shows besides The Office? I have never once looked at the Peacock yeah. library. Not, it's not great. But I have Peacock already, so I'm ready to watch this game. But many fans are really pissed, and there's even a conspiracy theory. All right? It includes the Chiefs defensive lineman, Charles Emanyahu, who says... Quote, us playing on Peacock only is insane. I won't lie. Then we get to the conspiracy theory. Why do you think all six of this weekend's wildcard games, why would they choose the Dolphins-Chiefs game to come on Peacock? Well, the conspiracy theory is that the NFL is banking on Swifties. Yes, members of is, is her Taylor tour, Swift's fan circle. Right? Is her tour on Peacock? No, but here's the thing. There's a possibility that Taylor Swift is at the game. Actually, I'm going to say 90% she's yeah, at the game. She's, she's literally dating. Uh, she's dating him. Unless Travis she Kelsey. is like doing the playoffs. a performance yeah. that day. She's, she's going to be at the there. game. All right. So people are claiming that the NFL is banking on Swifties paying out the cash to get Peacock to see a glimpse of their favorite singer, an icon, rooting for her boyfriend at the game. Uh, so that's why people think they chose that game. I mean, yeah, it, it makes sense, right? I mean, I will say, I mean, you know how many girls ask me my thoughts about uh, NFL now? Girls are all in because of Taylor Swift recently. Not saying girls never like the NFL. I mean, the NFL's risen their uh, amount of female support in the last 10 yeah. years a ton. I, like, I think all They've sports They've been pushing for that. Been... There's like a whole female uh, clotheslines for NFL teams, right? Each team has a, a female-driven website where you can get like... You know, the Redskins yeah, colors with a little yeah. pink or something like that, right? Um, but, man, Taylor Swift has taken it to the next level. Yes. <laughs> yes. She really I mean, has. and Because that's like a completely different genre of women, I right. guess, you know, but, like, like, that wasn't being reached. I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory or if it's just, like, good business. Because I do think there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of women that say to their husband or boyfriend, hey, maybe we should just buy Peacock. I really want to watch this game. Well, it, it, like, it's good business. It's not a conspiracy. Like, they're definitely doing that. It yeah. just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't have to, yeah. you don't have to call it a conspiracy. It just sucks, and I'm not going to pay. Oh, I'll, you're not going to pay. I'm not so going to pay. So you will just not watch that game, or you go out and try to find it somewhere. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I'll try to find it. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's Saturday not night. That, not that I would ever go through illegal means to yeah. watch a stream. But you can, you can but definitely I find it. If, <laughs> oh, thousand percent. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I think a lot of the, the streams use like cable. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, but don't I'm know. sure that they will find a way. I mean, look, 
Bars and restaurants are going to find a way to get it on TV. Yeah, that might be a... That might probably, be a I think DirecTV probably has a deal yeah, with the NFL about that. be a night that. out at Buddies. All right, so let's get to... The, you love Buddies. Let's get to the three <laughs> NFL games on Sunday. Steelers-Bills from Buffalo. That's a two-star game. Uh, I see the Bills probably winning easily. I do, too. I mean, the line is bigger than any other game. It's 10 in, uh, in favor of Buffalo. But it's wild because the over-under is 36 and a half. So they're basically saying Bills will win like 20 to 10. Yeah. I, this <laughs> seems like the most one-sided game of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, Bills. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, Packers, Cowboys. I mean, look, that's another one. The spread is seven and a half. It's the second largest spread. I wouldn't be like completely shocked if the Cowboys had a stinker and lost. But I just don't really believe in the pack to go to Dallas and get a win. I'm going to also give that just a two-star game. I do think your Sunday night game is very intriguing. Detroit hosting a playoff game for the first time in like 30 years, and it's Matthew Stafford, who had so much success with that franchise, coming in with a Super Bowl ring, and Sean McVay to go against Jared Goff uh, head-to-head. That's a three-star game. That's my game of the week. Yeah. That's the one I'm most excited for. Really? Yeah. So why? Just because of the storylines there? I, no, I just like those two teams the most. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm most excited to see the Lions in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean... Rams had a terrible start to the season. Then they got healthy, and Puka Nakua yeah. became a household name. Oh, yeah, the Cooper Cup came back, and their offense was exploding with a good running back, Kyron Williams. So, man, the Rams look like a team here that could not just beat Detroit but get to the NFC title game. Then you got Detroit that was at one point the hottest team in football. They were on a huge win streak from the end of last year to the start of this year. And, and they should have won that Cowboys game, once again, I yeah. want to bring up. That yeah. was, again, stupid. I mean, but just think about I, that for a second This is going to be here. a high-scoring game, I the, think. The Cowboys get the Packers. The Lions get the Rams. It should have been the Lions who get the Packers. And yeah. Dallas who got the Rams. Yeah, and I think I think we could have then seen them meet up again in the next round. Because yeah. I think that the Rams could have beat the Cowboys a lot easier than the Packers can. And then Monday Night Football is Eagles at Bucks. That's a two-star game for me. Um, but I do think... The best, it's the best bet of the weekend to take Moneyline Eagles. I don't know. I, it, I think it's like a good team that's been playing bad versus a bad team that's been playing good. Yeah. I know. And so what are you going with there? You're going with the bad team that's been playing good? I'm going yeah. with yeah. I'm going with the yeah. team that went to the Super Bowl last year and is bringing back the entire squad. I'm, I'm, you know? I'm counting on this Jalen Hurts injury here. Okay. And I think that could, that could swing it to the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, there's also, like, some fighting that's been going on in the locker room. It's yeah, weird. They all seem uh, mad. I'm going to lock it in right now. I'm going 20 bucks on the Eagles, minus 158. It's not the best bet. I mean, 20 wins you $13, but uh, I just think that is the that is my lock of the weekend. I disagree. You're you're locking I in really... the bucks? Money line? I'm, my lock of the week would probably would be the Bills uh-huh. if I were to pick one lock. But yeah. for this, I would, if I were to put a bet on it, I would bet the bucks. Really? Jalen Hurts is injured. Eagles have been playing like garbage. They all hate each other. Buccaneers aren't going to make it any further. You want to put it? I'll, I'll buy you a beer if you're right. What am I? What am I giving you? <laughs> a beer. <laughs> a bear. No, I'm not. I'm not that confident. Yeah, you're not that confident. <laughs> not that confident. Yeah. that's how you talk someone down. And anytime they want to throw out a bet, there, hey, put some money on the line then. Right? I want you to, you know. Grab your crotch, put it on the table, and put it on the line for this game, Stub. <laughs> Look, I've had some good FanDuel success, but I don't. I, I try oh yeah, not to bet we too wanted much. to spend a segment on that. How much money have you won? Two hundred and forty dollars. Oh my goodness, so you're doing really well. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. and, you're, and you're not listening to me. No. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> you're getting your bets from MP. MP on the mic. 10 to noon here on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. You're listening to AWOD on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. It is a VCU game day as the Rams travel to Fairfax, Eagle Bank Arena, to take on George Mason. 6.15 is when you can hear the extended pregame show. Before I pass it off to Robbie Robinson and Rodney Ashby right here on 910 The Fan via Rams Unlimited. Joining us right now as he does every Tuesday at 1.30 to run around local sports in Richmond, Virginia. From CBS 6, it's Lane Castellante. What's going on, Lane? Adam, good afternoon, and kudos to you and your producer and everybody there for braving the, uh, well, I guess clouds this afternoon. So, <laughs> God God bless you. You're, you're doing uh, fantastic work. Well, I am very nervous about heading to Fairfax after the show because it's a bit of a race. I need to get up there, get to the uh, stadium, get set up for the pregame show, and we're hearing all these flash flood warnings. Uh, you know what? It's... <laughs> It's rain. It happens every once in a while. As long as you take it slow and you pay attention to what you're doing and watch out for the other guy, you will be just fine. Yeah, yeah. you got to count on everyone else to do that, too. That's a good point, too. Yeah, I'm going to have to be a defensive driver. All right, Lane, what is the biggest sports story in your world today? Well, obviously, uh, with uh, everything that happened at uh, Commander's Park yesterday, you could make the argument that Josh Harris officially took over yeah. uh, the team back in July, the day before training camp started. But really, his tenure as an owner started yesterday. Uh, Now he is really going to put his signature on this entire franchise and uh, we'll really get to see you know, his management style. We'll get to see who he puts in place and uh, where he moves this team going forward. Yeah, I'm really excited about the future, and I love – that he hired Bob Myers to be a special advisor and help out uh, with this committee to hire the head of football operations. Were you shocked by that? An NBA guy coming to the NFL? Well, I, I heard that Harris Harris did admit he has never crossed sports like this before with the other two teams that he owns, the Sixers and the Devils. He has never brought in somebody from another sport to build a front office for a different sport. So I thought that was an interesting admission, but... You know, how are you going to argue with Bob Myers' track record? Obviously, Myers is not going to be counted on to pick the best uh, X's and O's guy for a sport in which he does not work. What he is being brought in to do is to try to replicate a winning culture and a winning formula and a winning, uh, you know, workflow in that place, much like what they did uh, in Oakland at Golden State. So, you know, winning is contagious, and the way you win can cross over sports, I think. So it it, it, it raised an eyebrow. I would say, you know, I don't want to say it, it didn't surprise me at all. It does raise an eyebrow, but when you look at why Josh Harris made that decision, it makes sense. Do you have a name in mind to take over as the head coach here? I mean, look, Ron uh, had a decent track record coming in here. He had that 115-1 season with Carolina. There was reason to be excited, but I feel like this four years has been a disaster. It's been a waste of four years because it feels like it set the franchise back. So they really need to hit it out of the park with this next hire. Is there a name that you have in mind? Uh, 
I, I, I heard that uh, they were interested in the, I think it was the Ravens defensive assistant. Yeah, Mike um, McDonald. I think, yeah, I think, uh, I think Eric Bieniemy will be considered as a candidate. I don't know how far he will be considered, but at least he already has a foot in the door and has already worked with Harris and some of his guys there. They know what Eric Bieniemy is all about. Um, I don't. I honestly think that when a coach, first of all, the GM is going to come first, right? Because you've got to have someone who can get the players in there and get that roster a certain way. Then the coach will be selected because the GM is the one that's going to have to uh, make the decisions about personnel when the new, you know, free agents when the new league year starts in March, and then when the draft comes up and the combine and all the evaluations and stuff like that. So you got to get the front office squared away first. Then I, I don't think we may not see a new head coach uh, uh, named until March, really. Um, I know that they don't have a lot of time, and they're going to want to get this uh, over with as quickly as they can, but they got to really make the right moves and the right decisions here, and you just can't rush that but so much. Lane Casadante from CBS 6 here in Richmond on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. It is college basketball season, A-10 conference play fully underway. And Richmond with a big win against St. Bonaventure. You know, I had somebody ask me, Lane, I'll ask you, is Richmond now a better defensive team than VCU? Uh, well, if you go based on their uh, their common opponent, then you would say yes, but I, it's, it goes far deeper than that. Um, I think Richmond had a game plan against St. Bonaventure. Uh, I think that, um, you know, I think maybe they watched a lot of the tape of uh, the Bonnie's game against VCU and probably developed a strategy off of that. I think in that situation, the team that plays second has the advantage. Um, it's still really, really early in the season. Uh, I, I know that that uh, that results with the Spiders raised a lot of eyebrows over in the Siegel Center Saturday night in the press room once everybody heard, you know, how, especially they limited the bodies to their lowest point total this season. Um, so, you know, I, you can't go off of one game. Uh, I'm not sure if Richmond is better, worse, or indifferent than VCU defensively right now. I know VCU has some questions defensively in their own locker room that I'm quite sure they have looked at over the weekend to get ready for uh, a really invigorated George Mason team with Tony Skin. If the, if the Patriots take the, uh, the personality and the mindset of their head coach, a lot of us remember Tony Skin when he played for the Patriots, and if they play like he played, that's going to be a program on the rise this year and, and in the next couple of years. Absolutely. And going back to that Richmond-St. Bonaventure game, you're right. I mean, Richmond had the advantage of not having to play a game during the week, so they were well-rested. And then Bonnie's, maybe they just got sick and tired of Richmond. I mean, you can go to only go to Ensu Boca only a certain amount of times every week. And so I guess they were just hanging in Richmond. And because uh, of that, you know, they weren't ready to play. And, and Richmond had a great game plan. Before the game, I even said to people, I was like, don't be surprised if Richmond pulls off an upset because of their offense, you know, being so deliberate and making sure that they get a good shot, it would slow the game down. And St. Bonaventure kind of forced things after that uh lane lastly here i wanted to get your opinion on this it's been floated out there dc sports seems to be at rock bottom right now commander's change of uh, ownership and changing head coach wizard struggling caps 
decent season, but they're not in the playoffs. It began today. And the Nats, we talked about them all summer. Not very good. Which D.C. sports team gets back to the postseason first and why? Uh, I think the Capitals probably because they've got a real small window with the core that they have right there. That's an aging core that, uh, you know, if they're going to do anything, they're probably going to have to do it this year because that roster could look a lot different next year than it looks right now. Uh, I think the commanders are probably at least two years away. When you, get, when you have to start all over again, it doesn't happen overnight, especially in the NFL. Um, I think the uh, – I thought the Nationals made some decent moves last year for some youth, and it's going to take youth a little while to age and develop and mature, so I'm not sure they are going to be uh, ready to contend this coming summer yet. Um, and the Wizards, I don't know what to tell you about the Wizards. I, they, they seem to set new marks for futility every single night out, so I really don't know what it's going to take to bring them back. Lane, great stuff as always, man. I appreciate it. Adam, thanks for having me. Have a great week. Yep, I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Craig Hoffman will join us Top of the hour at 2 p.m. Talk about the future of the Commanders. We'll see who Craig wants to be the next head of football operations and head coach and next year's starting quarterback for Washington. Phone lines are open throughout the show, 833-804-0910. Do you agree with me? Place a bet on VCU to go to Fairfax and get an upset win over the Patriots. 833-804-0910. Matt Shelton eyed. The founder and owner of VCU Ram Nation will join us to preview that game at 2.30. Uh, but I did want to mention that I'm, I'm doing a marathon on uh, my home theater this week. It is the Fockers Marathon. Mm-hmm. I love the Fockers. I I don't know. I'm not, uh, you know, if, I don't know what it is about the All Fockers. Right. Martha Fokker and Gaylord Fokker. I'm a big Fockers fan. I'm a lo- I love these movies. And I watched one last night and I've realized why I love them so much. Because it's like a, it's like the ultimate rom com, where you get like the the guy and the girl and they're funny and Ben Stiller is good, but most rom coms don't have Robert De Niro as the dad, <laughs> and he is a amazing strict dad. Like if you want someone yeah, to no, play a, like a piece a, of crap, like an a hole, Robert De Niro is the guy for that, <laughs> and he is so good in Meet the Parents. He's even better in Meet the Fockers, and then I can't wait to watch Little Fockers later this week. I am in on the Fockers. On Netflix, here on The Fan. Netflix, the best of streaming services, TV, movies, books, podcasts, and more. We've got you covered on Netflix. Now, the reason I'm all in on the Fockers this week is because just don't think there's any good movies out there on streaming services. Like, do I really want to watch Shazam! Fury of the Gods? Right? I mean, there's just... It's a bunch of BS out there on HBO Max and Disney and Netflix. I feel like I've been scrolling for hours. Now, I know you hate to do that, but I've been spending way too much time looking for a movie, so that's why I just said, screw this, I'm going through a marathon of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate to do that. I just always know what I want to watch. Yeah. Right? Uh, It's a great time to go to theaters because the December slate of really good movies has finished up. It's not like there's anything good last weekend or this weekend Mm because it's January. 
and nothing comes out in January because no one wants to go to the movie theater in January. Yeah. It's a little fact for you. It's when yeah. they dump out their worst movies. But the December slate of good stuff is still out there. Uh, like Iron Claw. Yeah. I just saw Poor Things. So you haven't seen Iron Claw yet? I've not man. seen Iron Claw. I gave it four and a half out of five. You did. Poor Things is, what's that story? Poor Things uh, is, that- I, is not a story that I believe I could possibly explain over radio <laughs> with FCC oh, okay. guidelines. However, uh, if you're familiar with Yorgos Lanthimos, something like The Lobster, The Favorite, or Killing of a Sacred Deer, that's the director. Okay. Uh, it's it's a weird... It, I gave it five stars. Second best movie released in 2023 really? what's it called for again? me. Poor Things, starring Emma Stone and Mark Ruffalo. Um, it's like weird. I, I don't know if, if any of you... You just like weird. It, well, I do. If any of you have seen a David Lynch movie, it's quite similar to that. If you haven't, I don't know how many... Mo- I don't know if I have many people in my life I would recommend this movie to. Yorgos Yanathipos. Yorgos Lanthimos. Yeah. Not, not... Truly. Great. Not really in on this. I've heard good and, things about The Lobster. I never saw The Lobster, though. Yeah. It's all great. It's weird. They're all weird movies. Uh, can't recommend it to everyone, but if you like weird stuff... You know what I heard was, was decent, and I scrolled past it on Netflix, didn't choose it, but it's available now. It's called uh, Maestro. I did check that one out. With Bradley Cooper? Yep. I've oh, been on, give me that's, a review. That's been on my Oscars grind. I've okay. been Oscars grinding. Yeah. Um, let's see. The lead actress, whose name I'm forgetting right now, mm-hmm. uh, gave one of the best performances of the year. Oh, Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan gives one of the best performances of the year. Bradley Cooper is okay. Uh, I think it was a little bit, a little bit hoity-toity for itself. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, it thought it was bigger than it was, and um, I know uh, the family of who he's playing, whose okay. name is escaping me at this moment. No, Leonard Bernstein. Leonard Bernstein yeah. doesn't love it. Well, they there was a there was an interesting was the controversy, nose controversy with his nose, where they claimed that they love the nose because his fa- their father, who's play who died, Leonard Bernstein, would have loved the nose. But then there was a lot of backlash about the yeah. nose. The nose made more of headlines than the movie itself. Yes. So yeah, what's your I rating? Even, it was a three and a half. Let's three rate it on out of noses. How many? Three um, and a half noses. So three and in, three and a half inch nose. Yes, it's it a is. Big nose. So like like there's a lot of good <laughs> stuff in play, like yeah. cinematography wise, some good performances, but I don't think it hit the mark that Bradley was hoping it really. would. Really? Didn't we have a caller who was interested in Napoleon? Right? Didn't yeah. He? He, no, he said it sucked. No, he did. That say was it his. Sucked. That was what he. Look, I, I did read a story today that a longer cut of Napoleon is actually going to be headed to Apple TV Plus. I hate longer cuts of movies. Yeah, Ridley Scott. Figure though, out how to make it. He, he loves to do these longer cuts. So does Zack Snyder. Speaking of oh, yeah. a horrible movie, Rebel Moon. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. My, don't my, recommend. My dad's interested in it. Uh, he's excited for the second one. I was kind of bored by it. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. I like. I had high expectations for it. Uh, but it just, it was kind of confusing, right? I, it just sucked. Like, it was... It was I actually, just, like, is it worse than Dune? Because yes, I didn't like yes. Dune either. Yes. Z- I, I hate Zack Snyder's style of directing. Mm-hmm. Uh, his action, he always does the slow-mo on impact, followed by a speed-up, and he uh, does yeah. it every single action scene. Yeah. The positives, saw a great rom-com. You want to take your wife, you want to take your girlfriend, something you might enjoy, have okay. fun with, anyone but you. Anyone With but Glenn you. Powell and Sidney Sweeney. Really? Don't tell if you if you're gonna recommend this to your wife or girlfriend. Don't yeah. seem too excited about it, or she might think you just want to see Sydney Sweeney. Oh, doesn't isn't there a boob shot in this? A lot. There's a lot of that. There's a that's, lot of that's that. A lot of, well, you don't. It not a, it. It's a prominent <laughs> part of the movie. Hmm. Are are honestly most of the actors' bodies. Are you uh, are you having Star Wars fatigue? I had Star Wars fatigue six years ago. So you're not excited that Favreau says it's a go to do a Star Wars Mandalorian movie. 
with Pedro Pascal. I think that they have given the go-ahead to about 25 Star Wars movies yeah, since the have. last one and canceled them all. Yeah. So I, I, until I see a trailer, I don't believe that it is real. Okay. Is where I, like, I don't even, not even close to having the, <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't even let myself get excited for that because I doubt it's going to happen. Yeah, no, I get that. Uh, was there any other, like, Golden Globe news that we didn't bring up or anything I that you wanted to talk heard- about? Uh, the stand-up comedian they got to do the opening oh, gives so one bad. of the worst oh, I saw stand-ups of, of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so bad. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't. I don't watch. I, I only watch the Oscars. Yeah. So I did not tune into these. Uh, I, I heard it was quite bad though. Uh, our boy Tim Robinson won an Emmy. Yeah. Love his show. Love his stuff. What What's the name of his sh- his show again? I think uh, he I think should, he should leave. leave. Does he have any other shows that he worked on or anything? He was an SNL writer for a really long time. Yeah. I think I think it kind of was a pretty straight pipeline from SNL to I think you should leave. I don't know if he's kind of really touched anywhere else. There was a show called The Detroiters, but that's featuring the other guy that's always in his stuff, uh, oh, yeah. Sam Richardson. Oh, okay. You've seen Sam Richardson, right? Yeah, he's the. Uh, when he's you like say in the other all guy. of the. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that show is so weird, <laughs> but funny, right? I think you should leave. Yeah. Oh, it's my exact style of comedy. Really? That I like. So I, I, love I think it. it's like Key and Peele on steroids, almost. Yeah. It's it's like a it's like a weird it's a weird person yeah. in a normal situation. Right. That's what they all are. I love it. I eat it up every time. Fifty five burgers, fifty five <laughs> fries, fifty five shakes. I've rewatched that one the other day. I'm just joking. Yeah. I'm just joking. I think you should leave. No, that'll do. That'll, that'll, do. that'll, that'll do. That was good Netflix. That'll do. <laughs> we can pay. We can pay. Pay the bills here. Yeah, Let's end a commercial. That'll, that'll do. do. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD on the fan.